Bible trails The Son of God, He is near He chose to walk with us These tribal trails Tribal trails tribal Hello and welcome to Tribal Trails. Today's program is from Vancouver, where Rita met Marvin and Grace Dennis. They were married in 2022, and they're going to share about what God has done in their lives as a couple. But first, we'll hear about their earlier years, how they each met God, and some of the issues they faced as youth. Let's begin with Marvin, as he talks about growing up in British Columbia. Well, Marvin, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, about your home, your family. Um, do you have brothers and sisters? Uh, I, uh, we kind of split up, you know, okay. in the foster care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were blessed with a good foster family yeah. growing up. And, and Smithers? Uh, Pitt Meadows. Pitt Meadows. Nice. Yeah. Were you a teenager when you moved? I think I was about 11 years old. Yeah. And I was there for a while and I uh, found myself, I went to different churches. How did you come to know the Lord? What brought you to the Lord, besides being in a Christian home? Uh, they, they weren't really uh, much of a Christian home. Uh, I, I like to, I just went to... Uh, church. On your own? Yes. Good for you, Marvin. Good for you. Everything has just been so welcoming. I just, I just felt welcome. What did you think when you first heard about the Lord? Happiness. It brought me a lot of happiness. It connected with me with a lot of uh, good sources in this world uh, to survive. And learn how to uh, do carpentry, learn how to do cooking. Gave you some skills. Oh, yeah. Life skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you reconnected with your dad when you were an adult? Mm-hmm. How did that happen, Marvin? We uh, managed to stay connected on the phone for a while. And he was in, in uh, Smithers? Uh, he was here in Vancouver. Oh, okay. I was out in Pitt Meadows. Uh, and I uh, stayed in touch for a while. And just before I aged out of care, I uh, managed to find out where my dad lived. Mm -hmm. And been visiting him every here and there. Uh, he was, uh, he's kind of sick. Sorry to hear that. And uh, he was also, uh, had some uh, tested positive for HIV. Yeah. yeah. So I, I tried to stay connected as much as yeah. possible. And Share the Lord with him. Yeah. Went good to a couple you. churches with him as well. Oh, good, Marvin. Good for you. And you were saved together, right? Yeah. Oh, and he came to know the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we are also, uh, uh, we are baptized together. I'm so happy for you. Uh, I can't remember which church, I think it was uh, 28th and Sophia. 
Uh, we were going there to that church for a while together. You know, that's a lot of people don't experience that. Yeah, yeah, that truly it's a gift from the Lord. Uh, he's uh, he's with the Lord actually right now. Oh, is he? Okay. Yes. Well, that's comforting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wonderful that you got to see him, got to know him. You know, before he went to be with the Lord, yeah, and you could always have those memories. Long story short, I went to Winnipeg to uh, for another person, but uh, that didn't work out too well. But uh, it brought me to another path and met my wife. We kind of connected on, at the carnival. We were kind of uh, traveling uh, with the carnival. Uh, Oh, you were oh you were working with the carnival. Yes. Oh, okay. I went to go be a carny too, because I had no kids. I oh. just got out of a ten-year relationship, and I was like, oh, I'll go travel. Well, so you were on the carnival also. Yeah. So, tell me a little. Share with us a little bit of your story. For me, my parents, my parents. Um, knew a couple named Mr. and Mrs. Kuypers and they held their own church in their home and 
This is this that's in Nelson now? In Thompson. Thompson. And this is when I was like three or four. I can still remember their home. I can still remember how their little church looked in their basement. And I remember feeling the Holy Spirit when they were singing and preaching the Lord's Word. And I just remember how safe my mom and dad felt going to church with them. And then um, they were really come as you are kind of pastors. And um, my mom would always take me to different conferences and jamborees and all kinds of um, gospel events throughout my whole life. Yeah, so that's my mom and dad. They brought me up in a gospel home. They, they taught me how to pray. They read the Bible to me. That's a blessing. Yeah. And then um, I really loved the Lord as a kid, so I would be the one to wake up Sunday and get them up. Like, okay, it's time, it's time to go to church. And um, yeah, so I, I went to Awanas as a kid. Yeah, I went to Bible, summer Bible camps. Yeah. I think where, um, I think it was when I was a teenager, that's kind of where I grew up too fast. Um, grew up in Winnipeg, so it's a very, it's full of violence and gangs, so. Um, well, by 11 years old, I was already trying to be a gangster. Oh, so, why did that change happen in your life, do you think? I think it was just like peer stuff, like just, just with the neighborhood and the peers and um, where I like to hang out and stuff. There was a lot of um, not so good influence. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so I lived like a street and trench life from 11 to 13, 14. And then, and then um, when I was 15, that's when I decided I wanted to be a youth leader. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't want other kids to to get caught in what you got caught on. Yeah. 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 So how did that change take place? I started my healing journey a little early. I guess when I was 13, I reached out for help with my anger. So who did you reach out to? I reached out to like uh, resource workers and I just told them like, I need help with my anger because it was getting the best of you. It was getting the best of me, and then um, I became, I got into boxing, and it was my trainers who taught me respect and self-control. And did you think about the Lord at any of those times? Mainly when I was in trouble, yes. or gonna get in trouble. I really prayed to God, and I told Him that I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't do the drugs that I was doing, like um, ecstasy. I won't sell drugs anymore, and um, don't let me get in trouble. Yeah, and then did you see any change in your life when when you made that prayer? I got more opportunities, yeah. so I started working as a youth leader for day camps and yeah. summer camps. Yeah. I just progressed from there. I did two-year training with the city of Winnipeg 
for a recreation technician. Oh, good for you. To work in um, community centers and stuff. Yeah. And then when I turned 18, I got a job city offer, but they did a criminal record check and I had a warrant from when I was 13. So then they said, sorry, we can't um, hire oh, you because no. of this. And then, but I went and I cleared it up. And yeah. they said, because of what I've done in the, throughout like my teenage years and turning my life around and what I was doing for young people, they just dropped all the charges and didn't oh, put it on. Praise the Lord. They didn't put it on my adult record yet. Good. How was God feeling meaning, meaningful to you during that, during that time? So I still, I still um, attended stuff with my parents. I still. Oh, your parents were in Winnipeg. By the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and in between going to school, that's where I was mentoring um, youth that were in care, and doing respite for oh, yeah. foster parents. Yeah. And it was then that you um, had a, a a relationship with someone. Yeah, I was with that guy from 17 to 26. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so when I was 26, that's when he told me, I love you, but I don't want to marry you. Oh. So then that's when that's I... That's the end of the relationship. So then that's when I said, okay, well, I got to go. Yeah. And that's when you joined the circus? Yeah. yeah. He traveled all of Canada. I only went a few cities and then I was like it's not for me I went back home and I was sharing with my best friend his name is Vince I told him about what I was going through and then he was like well what about Marvin and I was like who's Marvin and then he's like uh, he's like remember Marvin he's like he was such a nice guy to you and then I was like I don't even know his last name and then um, he's like oh, okay I'll I'll talk to you later. And then a couple days later, he phoned me. And he said, Dennis. And I was like, Dennis? And he's like, Marvin Dennis. Look him up on Facebook. And then, oh, <laughs> modern so, technology. Here goes. <laughs> so I looked him up on Facebook. And then an hour later, he was at my door. She's like, uh, I know you stay at this location, but I just don't know where. So I was kind of biking already back and forth. I didn't even realize I was already by, going by her place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, as soon as she found, told me uh, where she lived, and, uh, okay, I'll be right there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, an hour later. Like literally an hour later, <laughs> he was at my place. How did God start a work in your lives to bring you where you're at now? When we first started dating, we were both very broken people. We were both um, still, still drinking on the weekends. Um, I couldn't go a day without smoking up. Um, we were like, I even told him, I said, you know, like I'm really bitter. I'm really broken. I'm, I'm not ready to fall in love or anything. And then, uh, but he just kept trying and just stayed by my side and we became friends and then and then um his dad was really sick his dad was not doing um a hundred percent so 
um, Marvin had always told me, let's go to Vancouver, let's move to Vancouver. And we were both really still um, in that party lifestyle. And when, when I said, yes, we'll move, we made goals. And that's where our goals, our goals were, okay, we're, we're leaving Winnipeg, we're going on this journey together, we're shooting this arrow together. And then we said, that's where we wanted to, we said, let's, let's come back to the Lord. Let's, let's be, let's start living for the Lord. Let's get sober. Let's, um, Let's make this move a good change for us. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We bought our ticket, our plane ticket, and we went into, and we, we went, and then as soon as we bought our ticket, we went to the, to the bar, and we had a drink. And there was a guy there and he come and sit with us and he said, oh, let me buy you a drink and he bought us a drink and then we were talking. And then he said, do you know the Lord? And then I said, and we said, yeah, we know the Lord. And then he's like, I know the Lord too. And he's like, I'm just, I'm just backsliding right now. I'm not living for him. Aww. And then right when he said that, it was a dark bar and there's one little window in the corner and the sun came in and right on him oh. right on him right when he said um i'm backsliding but i but i live for the lord or whatever and he's like lord <laughs> he's going like this lord okay okay i hear you and he and then he um we all just put our drinks down and left and we all went outside and we we're like wow because that was really powerful, right? Because God just shone his light right on him, yeah. right when he was. Yeah. And then we were telling him that we want to eventually quit drinking and yeah. that we want to make this move so that we can live a better life. So then that's what we did. We moved here. I remember coming here for one of the praise in the park. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we came for the praise in the park, and I remember being so happy seeing a bunch of First Nations. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember being like, oh, like, um, I want to I wanna start attending this church. And then that's how we found a church. I just found out that I was pregnant that time. So that's how we came here. And when we, when we got here, I felt that feeling that I had with my parents, remember I told you about um, Mr. and Mrs. Kuypers? I felt that love, that mm -hmm. same love that they had in Diane and Byron. Yeah. 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 And I just felt like, um, yeah, they were really accepting. And um, me and Marvin were already um, in our first year of sobriety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, how did God help you in that? I guess just we just started praying every day. Yeah, so we don't go a day without praying. Um, I wasn't reading my Bible there for a long time, but then I had a lady who 
who asked me, she said, if your husband, or yeah, if your husband wrote you love letters, would you not read them? And then I said, no, I would read them. And she said, well, the Bible is God's love letters to you. And um, they're there for you to read so that you can know his love more. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. You mentioned your miracle baby. you want to tell me about that? So me and my husband, when we decided we wanted to have kids, we uh, went to... We went to one fertility clinic in Winnipeg. They told us that um, it was a low chance that we wouldn't be able to have kids with. And then when we came to Vancouver, we continued to um, look for look for uh, support. And we, we asked our doctors for referrals and we went to three other fertility clinics. The last two, uh, we're trying to sell us like these really expensive plants, like $10,000 plants to yeah. have a chance. Yeah. And then by that time, me and Marvin had decided to, um, we said, okay, well, maybe kids are not in, or not are not going to happen for us. So um, we decided to foster teenagers. We're like, we want the kids that nobody wants or is having a hard time with because yeah. we were both yeah. at-risk youth. Yeah, you knew what they were going through, yeah. And then so we were going to start start that process and then I got pregnant. Another little Marvin? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Marvin the third. Marvin the third, yeah. And now um, I'm pregnant now again. We were talking a few months ago that we were hoping and praying for another baby. And then God, God blessed us. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. You're coming to church here, and um, you said you read the Bible. I read a lot of children's Bibles to the kids. Oh, good. Yeah. So I've had my niece in my care for almost three years, yeah. and I've, we're on our sixth Bible, sixth ch children's Bible. Yeah. So the more Bibles that I read with her, the more she picks up, the more she understands. A lot of times she's even reminding me of things. Yeah. So Grace, how is God working in your life like in the Word of God? You said you read the Word of God. What are some of the verses that are precious to you? Um, like the first one that ever really gave me comfort was the, just the John 3.16 one, because mm -hmm. as a kid, in losing cousins and family and stuff, I'd always let family know, like, they knew the Lord, so we're going, we'll see them again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and just knowing that, um, you know, when the world gets heavy and things are out of our control and, and we just, we just don't know what's going to happen and, um, just having to surrender ourselves to God. Yeah. Grace, um, there's a lot of kids, young kids like you fell into, you know, that, uh, the street living when you were very, very young. And a lot of kids get entrapped in that kind of an atmosphere and that kind of a lifestyle, you know, and have difficulty getting out of it. I'm wondering if you can share to encourage people what they can do to, how they can get out of that kind of a lifestyle. If you really want to just keep pushing for it, ask for help, um, pray. Like if I didn't have prayer, I don't even think I would be here right now with all the times that, like I said, at, the, at those times, the only time I ever spoke to God was when I was in trouble. So he, he helped me. He was there for me. I had angels there for me. Even though I was in that lifestyle, I had people praying for me that I didn't even know. Because my mom was always on the phone calling prayer lines and just asking for support with me because I was I was a handful and she was always worried for me. So just knowing that you're loved and you matter and um, there's people there that will that will pray for you and love you and Marvin. You were in that lifestyle also. What is the one thing that they could do to help them get out of that kind of a lifestyle? Not to give up. Never give up. Uh, and I always ask, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Help is out there. Lots of resources. And there's always someone that's willing to help. Even though when you don't ask for it, they're there. Sometimes you just gotta kinda pray and reach out and grasp on to whatever hands that's out there to help you up. Thank you, Marvin and Grace, for your honesty and openness in sharing about your struggles and how as a couple they renew their commitment to God. Praise the Lord for how He has worked in their lives. Is there something you're struggling with? Or perhaps you want to know more about a relationship with God? Please contact us. We're glad to pray with you and connect you with resources that can help. God bless. Today I went back to the place I used to go. Today I saw the same old crowd I used to know and When they asked me what had happened I tried to tell them Thanks to Calvary I don't come here anymore Thanks to Calvary and I used to be Thanks to Calvary 
things are different than before. And as the tears ran down my face, I tried to tell them, thanks to Calvary, I don't come here anymore. Today I went back to the place where I used to live. My little boy ran and hid behind the door. And I said, son, you don't have to be afraid. You got a brand new daddy now. Thanks to Calvary, I don't come here anymore. Thanks to Calvary, I'm not the man I used to